Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on history.org. This is behind the scenes where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. This time I'm asking Jim Axel, who is College of William and Mary's William R. Keenan, Jr., Professor of Humanities and an authority on the ethno-history of colonial North America. His latest article, Historical Rivalry, appears in Colonial Williamsburg, the Journal of Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, that's about Jamestown and Plymouth Rock. I have always been fascinated that most people, I think, in the United States and all the people in England believe that Plymouth was the first. Uh, why? Yeah, there are a lot of reasons, I think. Uh, one of them is 1620 is a nice round decadal date, and 1607 or 1585 or 4 is, is more difficult to remember. And then you've got the um, Puritans coming in 1630, another nice round decadal date. But I think it has more to do with the problems that Jamestown has is a, is, has and has had as a historical site. Um, it starts off with a pretty bad history. Uh, there's a starving time. There are bad Indian relations from the get-go. Um, they introduced slavery real early uh, in 1619. Um, and it's a company town that that is made up of young men uh, ambitious, hungry young men under a pretty ruthless um, martial law regime uh, because it does fail periodically and the Indians attack periodically. Uh, it suffers two major Indian uprisings in 1622 and 1644. Um, after the first one, the company is taken over by the royal government. It's so inept. Um, so you don't have families. You don't have the search for, say, religious freedom, which which we like to think is a, a great American value, um, and we like to think that that we have um, at least made, made an attempt at at uh, benign in uh, racial relations, um, and and the other problem with Jamestown is that <clears throat> there's nothing like Plymouth Rock there to go visit. All there is is uh, the remains of, first there are some cellar foundations on the island, and those aren't very exciting. And then a small section of, of the, the third church, which is the first brick church. There were two churches before that. And that's not very exciting to, to visit as a, as a national symbol. Uh, on the other hand, I don't think... Plymouth Rock has ever been clearly established as, in fact, a reality. No, there is a rock there, to be sure, but there there is a rock, and and it has its own history. I mean, nobody could land on a a two hundred uh, ton rock. I mean, you just when you come up to the harbor and it's a sand beach, you don't try to step out on a huge rock that's hmm. there. Uh, it would crush your boat, uh, for starters. Uh, so, yeah, that is that is largely mythological. Uh, I was reading a book called Mayflower. Mm -hmm. The man's name escapes Nathaniel me. Nathaniel Philbrick. Yes, Philbrick. Mm -hmm. 
And early on, he says that the Jamestown settlement almost failed. But he never explains almost and why it didn't. It just sort of, it leaves the impression that these poor, pathetic people starved to death and then went home. Yeah. And, uh... Well, they tried to go home. When, when, the, oh. when the Indians attacked uh, around 16... Uh, not, uh, let's see, uh, they pulled out around 1611 or 12. Mm -hmm. uh, they had to be, they literally got in the boats and started to go home. And in the river, they were met by Lord Delaware, who was coming with uh, resupply and, and so New on. New troops. And, and, and sort of forced those poor people back to uh, <laughs> a, a dilapidated Jamestown fort uh, to, to put up um, and to suffer the final um, 1622 uprising that killed about a third of the people in the colony. Um, you mentioned something that that I have theorized might be part of the reluctance to accept Jamestown, prefer to accept Massachusetts. The people who came here came grubbing for riches. The people who went there ostensibly went for religious freedom. It's a much more magnificent reason than grubbing for gold. That's right. Uh, do you think that? plays a part in people saying, I just don't want to believe that because I have, you know, I don't want to be a money grubber. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I think it very much does play a part. And, and and the fact that the pilgrims first left England to go to Holland to try to find religious freedom and to make a living, but they weren't very good at that there. Um, so they're double, double searchers in, uh, for religious toleration and freedom. I've, I've always had some trouble with that. Uh, they were searches for religious toleration for them. Yes. But not for anybody else. That's right. Uh, um, it's actually the Puritans in Massachusetts Bay who are even more intolerant. Mm -hmm. I mean, the pilgrims are not um, evangelical in any way. They're not, in, they're not even interested in converting Indians, uh, whereas Massachusetts pretends that it is. Uh, the, the seal of the Massachusetts Bay Colony has an Indian uh, in his little palm leaf um, breech clout saying, come over and help us, which is about as unlikely a thing for an Indian to say uh, <laughs> if he got wind of a Puritan. But uh, that, that impulse uh, uh, to convert other people is really a Puritan thing and not a pilgrim thing. So, yeah, they really do want to be left alone in, in Plymouth uh, yeah. for the most part. I remember there was a, <clears throat> one of the women who uh, later went to Rhode Island was persecuted because she was a female who led mm -hmm. some sort of prayer meeting or discussion group or a something, mm -hmm. and they just couldn't stand it. I've always thought, geez, if you were searching for religious toleration, this is the wrong group to get in with. That's right. Anne Hutchison uh, got driven out of, of, uh, for, for leading um, her own kind of prayer meetings and, and um, assuming that she could actually interpret the Bible herself and didn't need the intermediaries of, of Puritan ministers. Um, and that was a dangerous principle in a very patriarchal Puritan commonwealth. Oh, yeah, that was it. She... She felt she could interpret the Bible as well as the men in the colony because it was between her and God, and yeah. God had told her what to believe or what to preach. And, and she's a very literate person, um, 
who could read the Bible as well as anybody else. Uh, but it did get her in trouble. Uh, do you think the time will come, seeing as how this is the 400th anniversary mm -hmm. of Jamestown, that people will accept Jamestown a little more as the founding place? Yeah, I think there's a good chance that they will creep up on, on Plymouth, um, but uh, I don't think they'll overtake it necessarily. The one thing that the new Jamestown has is the fort. Now, that's a place that we thought was washed away in the river and didn't exist, but if you can recreate, at least rediscover archaeologically, which Bill Kelso has done, uh, if you can rediscover that and, and recreate some of it, uh, it, it's a place to visit. It, it, it's a shrine, in other words, um, maybe not equal to uh, Plymouth, the Plymouth Rock, which has been broken and carted around the shore at Plymouth and, and sliced in half like a bagel and broken and patched back together and then in, in, encaged um, on the shore there. Just thinking, how about if we got a 400-ton rock and dumped it in the James River just, just by the church tower and called it Jamestown Rock? Would <laughs> you think that would help? Yeah, it'd make a big splash, uh, so to speak, but uh, I'm not sure it would help the, uh, the iconography much. Um, uh, I have not seen it, but uh, there's a new building at Jamestown where a great many archaeological finds are displayed. Yeah, the Archaearium. Uh -huh. Yeah, I can't say that. No, nobody loud. can spell it either. <laughs> it's... You think that will attract people and people will come and say, oh, yeah, that's it. It does, uh, and I think it will. It, that, that's interesting stuff because it has not only the English artifacts, but it has a lot of Indian artifacts and artifacts that were being made by the English for the Indian trade. Um, and it has you know, wonderful skeletal um, evidence of, of the bad relations between the English and the Indians. Mm -hmm. In other words, gunshot victims and... Yeah and all kinds of other interesting things. So, yeah, that, that is a big, big draw. I read about the uh, Jamestown Settlement mm -hmm. new display area that mm -hmm. struck me as being kind of interesting, if you want to go and take a look at it. Well, one of the other problems um, with Jamestown is that it didn't really have uh, any kind of place to visit until 1957. Mm -hmm. Plymouth Plantation started in 1947, so it even got a, a leg up on that. Um, and, it, and the 57 museum that they built was a terrible hodgepodge of a place. Uh, it, it, was, it, it wasn't just about the 17th century. It had campaign buttons from presidential campaigns. It had cannonballs from the Civil War. It had just, a, it was like a Fibber McGee's closet um, uh, full of stuff, so it had no no real message uh, for anybody except that Virginia was a great place and had a lot to do with America. I read something about a museum <clears throat> closing in Washington. It had been the Dime Museum, and they had all these weird things. And it sounds very much like the original museum in Jamestown. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And the other problem with that is that it was over not at the original site of Jamestown where the fort was and we thought lost, but it's over on the mainland basically. It's not on the island. So it's within spitting distance of the other one, but it grew up as a state park and, and largely as a tourist attraction. 
Uh, and now it's by far the better, the Jamestown settlement is the, by far the better place to go. Um, it doesn't have the original fort, but it does have a recreated fort and all the houses in it. And it has the three reconstructed ships at the harbor and, uh, and then a very fabulous new museum. I have, when I, 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 when I talk to people, particularly people from England, I said, if you, if you think about it seriously, then you will know that Pocahontas was from here and used to turn nude cartwheels to entertain the troops. Right. And she married, went to England, and died before Plymouth was ever settled. Yeah. Then you can keep in mind which place came first. Now, right. and, and people would say, nude cartwheels? That's the only thing they hear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I like about Pocahontas, and I've taught her a long time in my classes, is that if you read carefully and look at what she did um, vis-a-vis her own tribe, she's really a first-class traitor to that outfit. Uh, her father, I mean, she is allegedly the great princess of, of Chief Poetan, but the guy had 50, um, he had at least 100 wives and he had an awful lot of children. Whether she was a princess or, or a favorite or anything, it's pretty hard to discern. But she's also also very young when she starts. And, and she probably didn't save John Smith's life either because she was so young she didn't have any clout in that particular society to do that. I think Poetan saved him for his own purposes. Um, but she is forever warning them of surprise attacks, warning the English, bringing bread when they're starving, um, harboring, protecting um, young English uh, boys who are being held captive but but are in danger of being killed. Um, she's doing all kinds of things against uh, what her father's foreign policy must have been. Um, and then the ultimate thing, of course, is to capitulate. I mean, she was kidnapped and kind of forced to convert uh, by a minister, but uh, and then marrying this 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 Randolph or the, uh, what's his name? Um, Rolf. John Rolf. Rolf. John Rolf. Sorry. Um, who's a lot older. I mean, he's 30-some years old. He's a widower, uh, tobacco planter. Um, and there's some doubt that he even loved her a whole lot. That I mean, his, his, uh, his written r- reasons for marrying her were just everything but love. I mean, it was for the good of the colony. It was to turn this pagan, savage kid into a, you know, a nice Christian. I, I've always thought that is the least romantic proposal I had ever heard. You are absolutely right. It, 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 it sounds like a business deal. But, yeah, between Plymouth Rock and Jamestown, Pocahontas alone should make you care about yeah, Jamestown. But I don't think people know it. They just don't recognize that this is where it happened. That's right. Yeah, I think that's quite right. Yeah. That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. You'll find Jim Axtell's article, Historical Rivalry in the Winter 2007 online version of the Colonial Williamsburg Journal at history.org.